Hey, what's going on? Uh, so it's Monday. I have had a long weekend. That's okay. So, um, thanks Pippa for, for the support. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, so it's been a long, long weekend, but, uh, dad is going to be, uh, the one thing that, that is going to, uh, constantly show up, um, and is going to keep to the music still playing. Is the music playing? I don't, I don't think so. I think we're done. I think the music's over. Anyways, uh, backtracking. So debt completely is going to be the one thing that, that'll hold you back. So what I wanted to first cover is what exactly is debt? So, um, I wrote out so that we could simply go over what Webster says debt is, and then I'll go over what uh, more of a real real life example of, of what debt is. Um, I'm gonna break out the the different types of the different types of debt that that will show up. Uh, there's four there's four categories of debt that we'll go over. Uh, so debt, according to Webster, is debt is money that is owed or due. It's the state of owing money. Now, what what does all that mean, right? It's owing money, uh, debt is money that's owed or due. Uh, so, debt is anything that in which you owe something to someone else. So, if we want to talk uh, debt in terms of time, right? Um, your debt would be like if you were in debt to someone, you would feel as if you you owed them time like you've they've given you a lot of their time they've given you a lot of help and you're in debt to them you you owe them time you you need to you need to return that favor um from a financial point it's nothing more than that someone has given you money to do something with uh tons of categories of things that that people reach out uh to lenders to give them money but it's where you owe them something in return um which is either we're going to go over different categories, but it's either uh, money that you owe them in return, or it's um, if you don't give them the money, uh, you owe them a piece of collateral or something that that you you put up to to give them their money back, right? So ultimately, debt is nothing more than than you are on the on the hook for someone else for something. That's plain and simple. It can be. It doesn't have to be money. It could be time. It could be um, uh, some action or, 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 or something that someone else values that, that they've that you feel like you're in debt to them. That you you owe them more. Um, so so debt debt doesn't have to be financial. But today we're obviously talking uh, on the financial mirror. We're talking completely about finances. So um, just just wanting to clear up that, that debt doesn't have to everyone talks about debt right but it doesn't have to be time or it doesn't have to be money it could be anything so what are what are the categories of debt uh pretty simply put uh there's four categories secured debt unsecured debt uh revolving debt and mortgages it's the four types or four categories of debt so when you think about secured debt secured debt is any debt that has something of value uh, that is is collateral or that is um, 
as an asset that is backing that piece of debt, right? Uh, probably the number one thing that you can think of is a car loan, right? Or car loan. So with a car loan, how that works is you reach out to your bank or you reach out to to whomever is is, is going to finance your, your vehicle. Um, that money is not freely just saying, Hey, here, go buy your, go buy your car. Um, all the processing that goes behind pretty much puts that that car is not yours. There's a lien that's put on that car. So that lien that's on that car now makes that vehicle belong to the, whoever the, the owner is just going to be your, your lender. Your lender is the owner of that vehicle until um, until you pay that vehicle off. So with a secured debt, what's happening is your your bank or your lender is is pretty much owning your vehicle until you pay them back completely and then they'll get they'll turn over the title to your vehicle. That's a secured debt. It's the best example. It's the easiest to follow uh, that you've you're gonna have uh, that most people either have experienced or will experience if they decide to put a uh, to to buy car uh, with a loan, with a car loan, uh, be secured debt. So if you default on the loan, they're going to take the car back. Now for, a, a, um, for any kind of lender, uh, or for, even for us, we know that that value of, of vehicles does not hold, hold true to anything. They really don't hold value whatsoever. So knowing that the lender, uh, is going to, to base your interest rate off of whatever um, your past payment history is, uh, credit score drives a lot of it. Uh, but it's really, it's really just the, the, your credit worthiness is just going to drive that interest rate. The, the higher the interest rate, all they're trying to do is recoup some of that money on the, on the case that you don't pay them. The faster they can recoup more money, the faster they can break even if they have to repossess that vehicle. So because you are a, are, are a higher risk in your credit worthiness, the higher your interest rate is, meaning the higher your payment is, um, or the more of your payment is interest. I don't say higher because that goes to calculations, but the higher your uh, interest is, is the, the higher amount of your payment is going towards interest. Um, and what that's doing is getting your, your lender, their money back faster uh, so that if they do have to repossess that car, they can, they don't lose as much money. All right. Uh, so secure debt, that's secure debt, unsecured debt. So this one is a little bit, a little bit, um, pretty, pretty easy to follow. Uh, there's like if revolving debt sort of has a role in, um, unsecured debt, they, they, credit cards could be unsecured debt or revolving debt, uh, more revolving debt, right? Uh, but so unsecured debt is the complete opposite, complete opposite secured debt. So if you, with secured debt, you have something, someone is, has a, uh, has something that is a value that they have collateral unsecured debt is the complete opposite. They are absolutely trusting you. They're saying, okay, you show that you have a good credit worthiness. You show that you can manage money. You show that you have the ability to, um, to not mess us up, like not, not do us bad. You're going to pay us and we're good. Now, 
because someone has a great credit score, because someone has great payment history, life happens. And the more if we go back to that financial report card, the better prepared you are for when life happens, um, the the better the better life is. Right. But but for what about that person that has great credit history, great uh, ability to make their their lenders happy? Um that something comes up and then life changes for them. So just because someone has a great credit score, just because someone has um, this great financial history, when life happens, if they are not really prepared to the sense that they should have been for when that event or, or whatever happened, they could still uh, fall short and, and have unsecured debt that that a, uh, a lender would would ultimately want their money back. So unsecured debt doesn't have collateral. So how does banks go about getting debt back that's unsecured? Um, first off, what are unsecured debt examples? Uh, signature loans is probably the number one. Um, so a signature loan is nothing more than a, it's pretty much a cash loan. It carries a higher interest rate uh, because they're literally just saying, okay, you make enough money, you have a good credit score, you have good payment history, we trust you, here's the cash, pay us back. So that's a signature loan. That's a, a personal loan. Um, a very high interest rate on those. Do not ever advise or recommend taking one out. They're, they're, obviously, at this point, if you're watching this, hopefully uh, you're on a journey to, to becoming debt-free and you don't need these, these type of attractions because that's all they are they're attractive they make you think life's better but if you don't change your habits you'll be right back where you're at so um don't fall for these anyways medical bills is another one medical bills is an unsecured debt um medical bills is one that they give you the service up front they they've already given you the service you're treated you're well you don't have you know any more symptoms or whatever you walk out the door and you get a bill What's what's the collateral on that? There is none. There's nothing that says you that you have to pay that back. There's nothing they can take back saying, "Well, we'll take back our services. We'll make you sick again." That's not that's not real, right? So uh, it doesn't it doesn't exist. It's an unsecured debt. Um, memberships like gym memberships. Uh, you sign a contract like Planet Fitness. Uh, I don't. Uh, they they charge a, a flat rate and they sign you to a contract. Um, if you if you end up continuing to go and they have some glitch in the system and you keep going and you're not paying all of a sudden you're going to owe them money because you were still going to the gym and you weren't you weren't paying so what do they have what collateral do they have they can't take back all your workouts they have nothing unsecured debt it's these little questions like that that you can you can ask yourself and you can come up with what type of debt this really is that you're that you're looking at uh student loans so i also roll student loans into a revolving debt student loans um, and we'll go over revolving debt. It'll make more sense. But student loans are, are unsecured in a sense that you can't, they can't take back the education that they've paid for, right? So if someone gives you, uh, Fannie Mae gives you money and you go pay for your education, your college, whatever. They can't take that money back or you can't take that education back for the money that they gave you. So it's, it's, uh, almost like, it's almost like a, um, uh, unsecured debt, but I'll tell you when I explain revolving debt here, you'll see where it can also be revolving debt, just like the credit card, um, revolving debt. So revolving debt is, is anything that pretty much has a credit limit. 
So a credit limit is a keyword in revolving debt. So uh, revolving debt would be anything like, like well, I'll use a credit card for example. So you have a, a $5,000 credit limit on your credit card. The revolving part is that it's all your credit limit's always going to be 5,000. This month your your bill may be you may have only put fifty bucks on it. Next next month you put a thousand. Next five hundred. That revolving it's all it's never above five thousand, but it's always in that revolving door of you have five thousand dollars and it's different every single time. So um, you don't have a set payment. You don't have a set anything. There's there's a, a set uh, kind of minimum payment I guess that that happens, but uh, it's not really a set payment. So that that constant change is that revolving part so revolving revolving debt is is like i said credit card uh student loan i put into that because your student loan you open up a student loan uh originally let's say first semester and then all of a sudden you keep going to school you can keep adding to that the only part about it is um me i've never i've never had a student loan myself so i'm not really sure uh if there's a credit limit if they use the term credit limit uh, I tried to do some research on that. I, I didn't really see where they, they have like a, a set per se limit. It's almost like a um, they'll keep giving to you for for as long as they feel like they have that fudge factor of you're, you're eligible to pay it back. But um, how much you use is, is all depending on what your payment's going to be. So that revolving debt. Um, and then mortgages is the last one. So secured, unsecured revolving debt and mortgages mortgages is the largest is the largest debt that people carry um there's a we're going to go over in a future segment we're going to go over all the different types of mortgages and compare and contrast uh which one is best for whom uh, that's going to be in a future uh stream so look forward to that if you're interested in in, in the different types of mortgages but ultimately the the mortgage is 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 for your is for your home loan um so it looks like Pippa says there's a limit for parents and students each year. So uh, that's for the student loan. So there's a certain limit for for parents and students uh, each year. So that's something to be on the lookout for. But uh, so that would show you that would that would give that example of that almost credit limit. If there's a limit to how much you can take out every every year for parents and students, um, you pretty much have that that credit limit or that set limit. Uh, so you don't have to use all that, right? You can use five thousand if they're giving you a ten thousand dollar amount each year, whatever it is. Uh, you don't have to use that, but it's that that's that revolving part. But the mortgages, um, these are normally the lowest interest loan of of anything. The only thing that's closer in comparison, if not sometimes beats in comparison, is student loans. Student loans probably carry the lowest interest uh, interest rate. Uh, but mortgages, home mortgages. Uh, is a misconception in a sense that they're they're tax deductible, um, or, or the lowest interest rate. The interest is tax deductible um, if you itemize your taxes. They're they're great. They're great long term buys as they they naturally uh, most of the time increase in value, um, and and they they hold value right. Not only are they increasing, but by a house just sitting there, you're 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 maintaining it and uh, you're living in it and it, it provides so much to you that they are absolutely great great investments however they are still debt and that's what's going to segue into good versus bad debt so you will you will hear a lot of people say well 
home mortgages are good debt. And that is a hundred percent true that a mortgage home mortgage is a good piece of debt. Um, it's a, it's a great thing that, that provides a ton of value to you as a, as a, uh, individual and wealth building and all that. But the problem with the problem with it is people, people jump into a home mortgage before they're ready. So the idea of renting versus buying and renting is wasting your time and renting is wasting your money. That's not true in a sense that you're jumping into a home purchase is, 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 is creating bad debt. So just to jump in and say, I'm going to just go buy a home. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. Don't, don't do that. Take your time. Uh, make sure that you're financially ready before you take on that debt. Um, because think about it. If you're not set up financially and you all of a sudden jump into this, this home mortgage, right? Um, and you can't afford that house anymore. You can't afford that home anymore. You are still stuck paying that mortgage. That is still your house. If you try to sell that house and you cannot sell it, guess what? That house is still yours. If you're in a rental property and you're in a rental and all of a sudden you're like, you get a, you get a down downsize and your pay, your income each month, and you need to downsize your living. If you're in a rental, you are eligible. You are ready. You are uh, most, most, um, most landlords would, would probably, I mean, if, if, if I was a landlord and someone came to me and said, Hey, I, I can't afford your place anymore. I can't, um, I just lost this much money of my income. Me as a landlord would be more than happy to move on from you as a, as a tenant, because I would want a tenant that I know is going to pay me. So being in a rental that, that you're, that you feel like you eventually are overpaying for, or is too much for you to handle, you can downsize much easier than you can. If you own a home, the mortgage company doesn't care that you can, that you've lost your, your job or you like, they really don't care. You still have a 15 year fixed rate mortgage or they expect a payment every month. So it is, it is, um, bad debt in a sense that, that it is debt that you, you can manage when you take it on and when you don't. So choosing, choosing to, to take on that debt when you're ready is what would uh, make that a, a, a better debt. I'm not going to say a great debt or good debt. It's just, it's better. It's not bad. It's in the middle. Um, so good debt is money that's, that's owed on wealth generating or increasing in value assets. So a home would fall into that. But like I said, buying a home at the right time is the key. Buying a home at the right time is the key. Uh, bad debt is debt that will not improve that financial report card. That's buying, uh, that's credit cards, that's buying cards, that's all these things that will have no or, or negative even impact on your financial report card. Watch the first episode of my streams uh, to go over financial report card if you missed it. But the goal is to get that financial report card up. You want to be 100 out of 100. You, that's the goal. So so making sure that you're trying to achieve that is, is key. Um, bad debt is anything that takes away from that. So do not entertain. Do not try to try to go about adding up bad debt 
because it's only decreasing your financial report card score. Um, so debt question number one. This is the question that I want you to put in your head and I want you to think about every single time that you're trying to come up uh, with, is this good debt or bad debt? It's a simple question. Will the debt pay me back more than I'm putting in? And only you can, only you can answer that. Uh, for things like cars, there's equations. There's uh, equations out there and calculations you can make that will decide and tell you if this is something that's going to put money back into your uh, it's going to provide more value than what you're putting in. Uh, so cars calculations will show you that they do not put money. They do not bring you more money than what you put in. They absolutely do not bring you more money than you put in. Um, if, if you can make that, that calculation, uh, st- education, student loans, that's, that's the iffy, that's the catchy one with that question because most people, uh, you can look at it and say, well, if I get this degree and I, I don't have the money, uh, I would tell you it's better to save up and, and pay for your, pay for your schooling if you can. Um, actually I, I would highly advise you to just to save up and just pay for the schooling, apply for scholarships, that type of thing. Uh, but normally speaking, you're, you're, if you got a student loan out, you could fight the argument to say, well, the amount of money I'm going to receive extra or my income is going to increase enough that the return on investment for this, this purchase is worth it. This loan is worth it, or this debt is worth it. Um, but when you're, when you're doing that, you have to go into, and you have to add up the fact that there's interest on top of that, that you're calculating interest. You're not just saying, well, I'm going to take a $20,000 loan out to pay for my $20,000 school uh, tuition and not ever calculate how much interest is going to accumulate on top of that 20,000 before you get it paid off. So that's very important. If your return on investment is still worth that, um, up to you to decide. I'm not going to be here to to be the one to to uh, to to knock anything. I would just tell you, managing debt is important for wealth management. For, for to increase wealth, uh, debt management is the number one thing that will keep you from being the on any kind of financial free path ever. Um, debt will absolutely eat into you. It'll, it's, it's a, it's a mental burden. It's a, um, it, 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 it's carries a huge weight and anyone that's ever had debt that is now, uh, completely debt free. Go ask those people. If you know anyone that's like that, go ask those people. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, they will tell you that the second that they got out of debt, uh, was the second that they finally felt that they could breathe just a little bit. It's like it's like trying to breathe underwater the whole time. You just can't get up. You can't get up. Get up and all of a sudden you're 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 out of the water and you breathe. It's, it's it's a miraculous thing, right? So just go ask somebody. So when it comes to managing your debt, so you have debt. You've already accumulated the debt. Um, so that all the things we went over first is describing debt. So you know the different types. You can categorize uh, categorize the different types. Um, you, you have to stay on top of the, of managing what you already have accumulated. So if you've, for any reason, uh, for actually for all reasons, uh, there's tons of, there's tons of reasons people go into debt, there's tons of things that people go into debt over. Uh, so it's very important that, that you, you manage what you, what you have already accumulated. Um, but, but you, you have to, to get to where you want to be 
financially. You have to uh, get control of your debt. So we went over last week. I'm just going to re-mention that wealth building is is begins when your debt is eliminated. So if you put ten eggs in a basket and you take nine out, eventually that one extra egg you left in your in your in your basket every single day, your basket will begin to overflow. It's the example I used last week uh, when we were talking about budgeting, and it's the same thing that goes for for this. If if you you can if you have debt, if you have debt, your what's happening is you're putting ten eggs into your basket and you're taking ten out. And that's that's being positive. For most people that are in over their head, what they're doing is they're trying to put they're putting ten eggs in their basket and they're trying to take twelve out, or they're trying to take fourteen out, or they're trying to take twenty out. They're, they, I mean, they, if you are way in debt, you are trying to put ten eggs in your basket and take more than ten eggs out, any amount more than ten eggs out. So, what do people resort to? They resort to things like those signature loans, personal loans and they think, well if I get if I could just pay off this debt, life will get better. If I can just get rid of this debt, I'll be I can get the I can manage the rest. But I'm I am an honest person and I will tell you that is not what's true. That's absolutely not what's true. You're going to get us this signature loan, this cash loan, uh payday loans are probably the most a corrupt system in the world because I want you to think about what a payday loan does. A payday loan takes your income before you've made it, right? So you've given someone, some company, your paycheck before you've even gotten it, right? And then they want that much money back. So you're gonna give up a whole, like you're you're taking a payday loan out because you need more income that month, right? So you're taking money that you haven't even earned yet. You're taking that and you're using it. So when the month next month comes around, it, you're, you're starting at zero. But guess what? You still have expenses. You still have rent or a mortgage. You still have electricity. You still have basic life essential expenses. And you've already given your whole paycheck away, right? Like you've, you've given all that away. So now you're 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 just you're you're adding to your problem by doing these little they're 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 criminal in my opinion. They're absolutely criminal, but legal. They're legal to to market this stuff. But if you think that there's any way to get out of debt other than limiting how much you spend and making what you spend less than what you make and filling in the gap with paying off your debt, you there, there's there's nothing to fix it. I promise you, you've got to fix yourself. Your decisions that you're making, you've got to fix those. So it it's it's a it's a free feeling to know that you don't owe anyone. That every month, besides your normal expenses, you can pay yourself. Like you can pay yourself all that money that you paid to to lenders you can pay yourself with so um that's very important that's very important make sure make sure make sure make sure that you start controlling your your debt now you start managing your debt now because that is that is something that is going to constantly 
be in the back of your mind if you don't start managing it now. Uh, so how do you do that? How do you do that? Um, first off, the first thing you have to understand is that, that debt is a powerful, powerful thing and you have to respect it. You have to respect debt. Respecting it means that you understand that debt has the power to control you. Debt has the power to, to influence the decisions you're making. So with that ability to, to control your thinking, to control how you go about life, to control how you manage your finances, like debt controls that. Debt is a, a controlling factor behind that. Um, and so the first thing that you have to do to get debt out of control is to stop adding more debt. But it goes back to what I just said. All these little gimmicks, all these criminal activities that are out there that say we can help you get out of debt. There's only a couple of things that, that people can. So the number one way to get yourself out of debt is to budget your money. And once again, have less going out of your pocket to your to your expenses, those life essential expenses, the rest money going towards your debt and being able to afford your debt. Um, the only other way for someone to manage to, to help you get out of debt is what they'll do is they'll chart. It'll be a, um, a company that will call your lenders. Uh, these are mostly, these are mostly those unsecured debt lenders that if they have nothing, they're just hoping that they don't, you know, all they can do is send you to a debt consolidation, um, not debt consolidation, um, a debt collector that'll, that'll take your they'll take your your they'll sell off your debt to a debt collecting company that debt collecting company will either try to work out something with you to pay them back or they're going to send you to court they're going to do a court uh and and they'll sue you for the money or uh they just throw it on top of your credit report and and you life goes on for you you just have really bad credit worthiness uh which is it's just it's it, it, to me it's just it's You've got to be able to manage your, your, your finances. It's a true reflection. Credit scores mean nothing. They absolutely mean nothing. But you just naturally, if you've used credit for any amount of time, you, it's, if, you, if you're still using credit, you have a, a, a credit score that's based upon how you're handling what you do have credit-wise. Um, so stop adding to your credit or stop adding to your debt. Um, and don't buy anything on credit if you... If you can't manage your finances, and I'm trying to say this as, as um, if you're in over your head, so I'm going to get to it in a second, the, my, the, the plan that I find uh, works the best. Um, but if you're having trouble preventing yourself from adding to your debt, the one thing that you can do is pay cash for everything or pay with a debit card and there's one thing I want you to go look at. If you're having trouble managing debt, I want you to go look at your bank, at your checking account, uh, whoever you bank with, and I want you to see there's a there's a feature that you can turn on that allows your card to decline when you don't have enough money. So what that does is it allows your bank to decline anything that you don't have a cleared um, amount for. So... If you've ever looked at a bank uh, and you, you swipe it, this is an example. You swipe at a um, at a, at a, at a 
like gas station, for instance, and it puts a hundred dollar hold on your card, debit card, but you only get 50 in gas. That hundred dollar hold turns into a 50 after it clears. So what that feature on your debit card does is it allows those holds to actually affect your available balance. So it prevents you from overdrafting your account. That's the end state. We don't need overdrafts. We don't need all these other things happening while you're trying to get out of debt. While you're trying to manage your debt, you don't need all these thing, extra things showing up in your life, presenting themselves. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So if you're having trouble getting your debt under control, first off, stop using credit cards. If you can't manage money, don't use credit cards. I'm not an advocate to tell you to cut up your credit cards. I'm not an advocate to tell you don't use credit cards. I happily use my credit card every single time I make a purchase. I can't tell you the last time I used a debit card. I really have no idea. But what I can tell you is that if you do not have the ability to manage your your money, you should not be using credit cards because all you're doing is putting yourself in a predicament where you can't manage your debt. So if you can't pay your card off completely every month and you're using and you're you're not able to to not overspend because you have that credit limit, stop using it. Don't use it. Put it away. You don't have to cancel it or cut it up. Just put it away and don't use it. Manage your budget every single month and pay off your debt. Pay it down every single month. Um and and get control of of the budget and that'll help you control your your debt because what a budget does is helps prevent you from overspending on what you're making so the other things you can do is pay your your bills on time Uh, what that does is it prevents a it, it pretty much prevents a um a bill coming in and and this is something that when you forget to pay a bill a bill comes in and now you have an overdue amount and you have a current balance so you end up having to pay two months bills on the same month but because you were managing your last month's bill you now have to double manage this this budget because um you because you didn't see that you spent that money last month you rebudgeted it somewhere else now you don't have enough and uh, it just becomes a headache so Make sure you pay the bills on time that helps you in your budget and your management. And then the last thing that I want to throw in there for managing debt is, is have someone that you trust that holds you accountable. Have someone that you don't mind sharing, that you feel comfortable sharing your finance information with uh, in a sense of that, that when, when you're having trouble or you think that 
that you just got to have this. Run it by them and see what they say. Run it by them and see what their clear conscience mind says to you. Uh, but have that person that you can trust and talk to about your spending because sp- spending is a is a it's a habit you can get in the habit of buying things you just have to buy new things like you get you get this um i'll give you an example you get this um a spending addiction it's just like um part of your brain that triggers this like happy feeling just by hitting the buy button uh, i think i saw an article on this let's look this up so i saw this article right um and this this is a great way to to put this put this off let's see so pretty much uh uh addiction with hitting the buy button on amazon look at that i saw a uh i saw a, a thing let's see i gotta find this so um here this is an article probably something so i saw this article right here we go how to take control of your amazon prime addiction um so here's here's some of the things but uh it's easy to go overboard when all you have to do is click the buy button uh so like there was a there was an article i was reading that how this how this easiness of logging into an app and and simply just being able to to hit a buy button um let's try um, online shopping addiction 10 signs you're addicted to online shopping like this is this is um uh, this is that accountability thing. This is the whole reason I'm bringing this up is that the, here, here's what I was talking about. People who like to get instant gratification, people feel a uh, feed off immediate gratification are drawn to online shopping where purchases are a click away. The, cl- the quick satisfaction feeds in the cycle of cravings and rewards. So what, what I'm, uh, what I'm getting at with this is that, it's an it's an addiction. There's an addiction out there where you have to you feel like that that making that purchase is going to make you happy. Like I'm going to buy this and I'm going to be happy because I bought this. Uh, but you then you so then I want you to think about the second happiness. The second happiness it shows up when that when that happened and that uh package arrives. So you bought something, right? So then that arrives and you're happy again. You were looking forward to it coming in and now you're happy again. And then all of a sudden you realize the next day, if it was something that you that was spontaneous, it was sporadic, that you just you just jumped on board with, that addiction goes away. And or and your the happiness that you had for that object goes away as with it, and you're now that addiction shows back up because you go and you, you want to buy something else. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a real thing. Like this is a real thing. Um, like go look, go look and do more research on it. I don't I often buy things I don't need or much more than I planned. Even when I can afford it. Look at that. Where's these from? 
This is from Marilyn Way. Board certified Harvard, Yale trained psychiatrists and therapists. So, so I mean, this is this is the kind of I hide things that I buy because I'm afraid other people will think it's unreasonable or a waste of money. Like these are the these are these these type of these type of uh, emotions that drive people to go into debt. I feel like I can't stop online shopping even if I wanted to and or have tried to stop without being able to. My partner, family, friends are concerned about my online shopping. Can I end up in arguments over it? Like these are these are signs of addiction. I could I, I could translate drugs, alcohol, anything into these same spots. This is an addictive personality and it's a huge driving factor behind debt. This desire for this instant gratification, this this need, this need for something right right now is a driving force behind um, behind why people end up in debt. So taking control of this, uh, if you think you have a problem, here's some tests for shopping addiction. Let's try one of these. Compulsive buying scale. No, didn't work. Bergen shopping addiction scale. Does that work? Here we go. Initial pool items. Table one. I don't know how this works. Shopping buying is the most important thing in my life. How do I take this? I'd love to take one of these. Um, but yeah. So you can see, look at this. I shop in order to feel better. Stop and buy things in order to change my mood. I stop and buy things in order to forget about personal problems. Like these are absolutely addictive, addictive, addictive traits, withdrawals, relapses. Wow. So that, that's off on a tangent, but but this is this is real stuff. So uh, shopping, online shopping, is becoming a. Um, is becoming a real, real thing. What is this? Substance abuse. Is they, do they consider buying? Oh, I, I was about to say, if, if I saw like a main article on, on purchasing under this Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, that would have been interesting. But yeah, so tune out the buying, get your accountability partner, run those ideas by them. Um, they're not going to judge you. So, so get on board with those things and, and, and take control of it. So getting out of debt. So you have your debt, um, you're, you're starting to manage it. You've stopped, you've stopped adding to it. You've, you've either switched to, you're using your credit card, but you're, you're very, if you're in that, that category of that, you're, you're pretty good at managing, you can pay it off every month. Um, it's not becoming a piece of unsecured debt for you. If you're not, you're going, you're using debit card cash only. Those are the things that, um, that you should, you should worry about, uh, in terms of managing. And then now we're at the last step, getting yourself out of debt. So first thing not to do, 
All right, so we went over payday loans, went over signature loans, went over all these other type of loans. The other thing that is a a common sold, common sought after um, way for people to try to get out of debt is debt consolidation. All right, so here's the facts on debt consolidation. You can consolidate your debt. So debt consolidation is nothing more than you're taking all of your debt, putting them into one debt, right? So you know, uh, the biggest the biggest way people do debt consolidation now is through credit. There's a credit card. Uh, you would open a credit card that has some kind of debt consolidation built into it. It's the easiest way to do it. Um, you would uh, use that credit card to pay off all of your other credit cards, and you end up with one one bill to one credit card uh, that would that would house that money. Uh, and then sometimes you'll have some kind of zero percent interest offer uh, to help pay your credit off uh, on a zero percent interest rate. So if it was that easy to get out of debt, everyone would be out of debt. If that was if that was the how simple getting out of debt was, every single person would be completely debt free because that's easy, right? Open a credit card, roll all mine into it, get an 18 month 0% interest rate on all my $20,000 in, in debt. I'm going to pay it off in 18 months because I can afford whatever, uh, 800, 900 bucks a month. I can pay it off thousand or a thousand bucks a month, whatever it is, pay it off and I'm done, right? Everything's lovely. Okay. If it was that easy, everyone would be out of debt. So why, if it is, it, 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 everyone should go do it. Everyone that I would tell everyone on this podcast, on this stream, go, go out, sign up for a credit card, consolidate your debt and you'll be, you'll be living the life after that. It's not true. It doesn't work like that because while it may be easier and you think you convince yourself by saying, well, it's easier to pay one bill than it is to pay, um, multiple bills to pay five credit lines. It's easier just to pay the one. Uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of learning that goes into that debt management. So when you're going through and you're managing that five credit lines, or you're managing and you're trying to roll up um, all your debt, you're trying to consolidate all your debt into that one piece of debt. Uh, there's a lot of learning opportunity that comes into it, and I would hate for you to miss that. All right, so so that's step that's the first problem with it is you've got to learn how to manage your debt, paying. Or going out and consolidating debt and making one large amount um, does not teach you really anything. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna ask me. You're gonna say, well, if if that's the only reason is just because you want me to learn something, then then I should just go do it because I don't really care to learn it. Perfect. Um, I'll give you the the next the next standing on it. Uh, remember that. That what you're at, what you're saying is you're going to go consolidate all your debt into one easy payment. I want you to remember that at one time, at one time before you had five credit lines, you also only had one credit line. You opened that very first credit line, and before you you ever thought about it, you, you probably told yourself at that point, I'm going to buy this car, and I'm not going to get any more debt. I'm going to pay it off, and everything's going to be good. You, that, you'll remember that story, too. If you told yourself anything along those lines, you're going to remember that story where you only had the one. So for my first point, you have multiple lines of credit. You're going to roll them into one, make one payment. You don't want to learn anything. Well, I would ask you and I would challenge you to, to ask yourself 
what did you tell yourself when you had one line before? One line of credit before, what did you tell yourself to make you open that second one and that third one and that fourth one and that fifth one? What were you telling yourself? How were you convincing yourself? Because when you look at five lines of credit and you feel like you're over your head, how are you going to feel when you have one line of credit? You're probably going to feel a little bit of relief, right? So what's to say, what's to say that you're now not going to go and open up where the five is now one. So we're going to say one, go open that second line of credit again, which would technically be your sixth line of credit. What's, what's keeping you from doing that, right? So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mentality thing. It's a, it's a thing you have to think about the after effect of, of what the decision that you're making, what's the lasting impact of that. So you're, you're thinking about that one line of credit that you, the five that turned into a one, and now you open a second one, a third one, a fourth one, a fifth one, and now you've got 10 lines of credit and you're still trying to pay off your first five. It's easy. It seems easy. It seems easy to have the five lines of credit, roll them into one and pay the one. Uh, but most people that, that do debt consolidation, they end up with more debt altogether. You just end up with more debt. You add to it. It's not enough. You add to it. So I would challenge you to come up with a plan. And that plan has to revolve around fixing yourself. So you got yourself into the mess of, of having a debt problem. You got yourself into that mess. It's not to be mean, not to be blunt, but it is. It is blunt and it might it may come across mean. But... I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You got yourself into that debt. Now, the plan that you create, this is your plan now. It's the same way I said about budgeting. Budget is not limiting because you create it. You can add whatever you want to it as long as that does not increase your debt. Your goal is to increase your financial report card. So if, if you're, if you're, um, if what you're creating is a, is more debt, don't do it. But it's your plan. You need a plan that's going to say, this is my plan to get out of debt. So we're going to use five, five credit lines to get out of debt. So uh, probably the best example when I was first, when I was first learning about strategies and methods to getting out of debt, Dave Ramsey has his debt snowball. Now, I'm sure I can find a nice little beautiful image to show you how a debt snowball works. It's pretty easy. Um, so that's probably this is a good illustration. Mulanami, Mulanami. What is that? Okay, so here we go. It's probably the best illustration of a debt snowball. So here's the goal. Uh, four debts in this in this sense. So this example is giving us four debts. So you start out with a hundred bucks. You have these four debts. Minimum payments on all of their debt is fifty dollars. Is what we're this is what we're using as an example, right? Fifty dollars. Debt A. Um, you want to pay into that first debt. This is your, you can see how this is smallest debt, second smallest, third smallest, largest, however you want to look at it. But you want to order these from your smallest debt to your largest debt. 
All right, smallest debt to largest debt. So what you're, what you're ultimately trying to do here is pay minimum payment on these three, right? Minimum payment on your smallest debts, paying off your, uh, I mean, on your largest debts, paying off your smallest first. This hundred is easy math. However, when you're doing your budget, you pay the minimum payment. 50 is just for easiness as well. All these are for easiness. When you have, um, when you do the debt snowball, you're paying a little, I'm going to show you a real life example of this, how this may actually look, not using easy numbers. So debt A, let's say is a, so here debt A is a, is the smallest debt. We're going to pay a little bit more than minimum. If minimum was 50, so we're going to pay a hundred and we're going to pay that bad boy off minimum payments on everything else. Once that's gone, bloop, gone away, we bring that hundred and we put it down here. We were paying 50 and we're not going to stop paying 50, but we're now going to add that hundred to this 50. So now you're paying 150 and you've made this a smaller debt much faster. So now you're paying 150 on this. Now you had the 50 that you were paying here originally. Then at this one, you were still paying 50 because that was still the minimum. So now you're going to move once B is paid off, you're going to move that 150 down. Bloop, another little bloop right there 50 to 150 200 debt c is now smaller and you can see how these are getting smaller and smaller and smaller your 50s keep carrying over as minimum payments and then once you're done we'll see right here the 200 bloop, down there 50 to 250 250 is now paying off debt d and it's your only debt left all right so probably when i was first learning this is the the easiest to follow easiest to implement um you've got you've got to come up with a plan so what i what i've come up with is pretty much this i'm calling it a good plan so you need a good plan g-o-o-d plan and i'm going to explain what a good plan is so a good plan pretty easy using that concept right so we're going to use we're going to use our debt snowball concept the only difference in a good plan is because i'm not a um uh, i'm not an advocate of cutting up credit cards what a good plan does is breaks down different levels of uh your debt let me get some water thought it was getting dry uh, pretty much what a good plan is. So you're curious, a good plan is G O actually, let's do it like this G O O D. That's what I'm saying. And if you want to know what it stands for, get out of debt. This is your get out of debt plan. All right. So a good plan, a get out of debt plan, pretty easy. This is whatever plan you come up with, your goal is to get out of debt. All right? Good plan. So, with a good plan, the difference is um if you're head over heels on your on your debt right now, what what I want you to focus on is getting away from credit card purchases. So that's going to fall more in line with the debt snowball. 
stop using stop using credit cards stop using everything pay all this stuff down and get rid of it now with a good plan it's a little bit more i i say robust to the individual so the reason i say that is because if you have let's just say this is you you just have a, a debt that's eight hundred dollars with a good plan you can actually take and and make a, a more suited plan for yourself that says i've got i've only got 800 bucks in debt i'm gonna get that paid off fast but me using my credit card is not really inhibiting i'm not i'm paying it off every month it's not increasing my my, my finances i'm not buying over purchasing i'm not like like that, that's where i say a good plan is a little different so if you look at a debt snowball this tells you to stop using debt like dave ramsey tells you stop using debt I'm, I'm 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 pushing away from that because i want people to be able to look at this as a good plan that says this is my get out of debt plan everybody's different same structure same concept but everyone's different and i can get my debt paid off and i don't need to to put all this i don't want you to list your credit card as as debt a to c that's what my big thing is i don't want you to list debt a if you're using your credit card every month is not your credit card debt a is is not is is your credit card is over here your credit card is is not funding any of this you're just using it in place of a debit card so that's that's where i'm i'm, I'm iffy so if you're using your credit card you're paying it off every month feel free go ahead um continue managing your your finances the way you're doing but get get your good plan in place so that you can get what little debt you have paid off. So um, now, so let's go through this. So this is how you would come up with what you were, uh, what your your good plan would look like. So we're gonna have, normally speaking, our credit cards. Uh, actually, let's do this. Let's do a let's do somebody that has a personal loan. It's probably the smallest. Uh, your credit card would probably come second. It'd probably be. Uh, right there then we'll do your car loan and now we're going to do your student loan it's probably your most all right interest rates on these do not matter okay i don't care that this personal loan has a eight percent this has a 24 percent this car loan has a four percent and this student loan has a 1.6 i really don't care it's all about totals okay it is all about totals. So, so this is type. This is amount. This is minimum payment. This is total owed. I don't know if this is the structure I should have taken, but we'll see. All right, so personal loan. We're going to do $5,000. Credit card. We're going to do uh, $10,000. car loan we're going to do twenty thousand dollars student loan we're going to do fifty thousand dollars all right it's pretty pretty close i would say minimum payment minimum payment on this is they're normally fairly small so we'll say twenty dollars car loan uh you're you don't really have a minimum payment other than like your payment i don't want to say minimum payment um i guess you can say that's your monthly payment um that's probably what this should be. I shouldn't say minimum because it's really just how much you owe. 
in terms of your monthly payment. All of these people give you an amount that you owe monthly. So car loan, uh, we'll say that this is on $20,000. We'll say this is about six, five fifty, something like that. Pretty close credit card. Most credit cards have you about at a 50 or $25 minimum. They're normally pretty small. Uh, and your personal loan would have a, a normal amount, right? So that's not, we're going to have to do total amount owed. So let's do this. So everyone knows this total amount owed. So that's going to be our first month and we're going to number these out. And if you did something like this, so we'll do it for a year. If you did something like this, And then up here, income, we're going to say you make 5000 a month. Expenses, we're going to say you have 2000 a month. Leftover, oh, I could do that. Well, obviously, it's going to be 3000 a month. So we have $3,000 extra a month, right, to budget out. So with that being said, this is how we can come up with this. So uh, our student loan is going to be pretty simple. Um, let's go. So this is going to be, see how much all these are going to be. How much are we playing with? That minus 300. So what I'm doing right here is coming up with, so that's how much I have left over each month from this wouldn't take that long with three thousand dollars left over so let's just i'm just gonna roll with it and i started it we're gonna roll with it so 2105 so if i have 2105 so this um this month 20 would get paid here 20 would get our 550 would get paid here 25 would get paid here and then fifteen ten, so eighteen ten will get paid here. All right. Right. Let me know in the chat if this is if you're not tracking this, so I messed that part up. But anyway, so what I've done here is I've come up with the amount that you that you owe for all of these. This is the minimum monthly payments. This is how much you're gonna pay to each each month until one is paid off, right? So the easiest way to do this is to take this and you're gonna subtract this and this. Now, what that means is that is your leftover amount from this payment, from your first month's payment. So this is going to be that minus that. I can go pull that down. All right. So this is only paying monthlies, right? What was that doing? All right. I don't need that anymore. All right. So I don't need any of that anymore. So. This is how much I'm paying. 
So now let's do that B7. So now this is going to be that minus that. A little bit better. Drag that down. All right. So you can see these numbers are estimates because obviously you're, you're getting interest added right here, right? But now the next month, you're going to see that this one, oops, wrong thing. So now this minus this, oops, sorry. This minus this is negative 430. So that means this month right here, personal loan is done, right? Personal loan is finished. I didn't mean to do it like that. We're going to do it like this. Our personal loan is finished. $430 extra. So we're going to add that in to right here. Four, uh, what was that? 25, so 455. All right. So right here, it only took us three months to pay off. It took us three months to pay off our personal loan. So we're done with that one. So what we're going to do now is take... So I'm going to add these numbers in nine, five, four, five, nine, zero, nine, zero. So now what I'm going to take is 1810 plus 455. So if I take that plus that 2265 is now what I can pay towards my credit card. 2265 is the new amount I'm paying towards the credit card. So Uh, back up just a second because uh, 455 I had 430 extra uh, so 455 is just for this month excuse me so the 430 is going to go to this so 455 so I'm actually just going to do this is going to be this minus 455 all right, so I'm going to do the 455 right there. So let's do this 9975, 9950, 9495. Cool. All right. So, yeah, that's right. All right, so now. What I'm going to do is we're going to do 1810 plus this 1835 should have been able to do that in my head. I don't know why I didn't just do that in my head. All right. So this guy's paid off in the third month. Personal loans done. So now we're going to do this minus our new amount. This minus our amount. This minus our amount. This minus our amount. Same goes for this one. And this time we're going to be out of debt on this guy. Boom. Nine months. So it took us nine months to pay off our credit card. You see how this works? so so straightforward in terms of uh paying off this debt because now we're going to take that this is where it, and it begins to speed up right 
it begins to speed up in a sense that so this month so 550 so 2065 so this month it would just be this minus 2065 1635 but going forward this was 550 So that was 550. So, yeah. Five, twenty sixty five. all right anyways you got it you got my drift so now you would take the this 550 and add it to so the sum of this plus the 550 2360 oh, i didn't change my numbers So the sum of these twenty three sixty. Now you'll be able to see that these get a lot faster as these amounts were adding up, right? Oops, my bad. So I would have kept paying this five fifty and these would have dropped. So uh let's do that equals this minus 550. We'll just drag that across. We know what we end with. So that's what that would have been. And then this will do this minus the 2360. This minus the 2360. This minus the 2360. So this is a really basic example, but you can see after 12 months, um, I want you to see what our what our amount would have been, right? So this minus 20, I can just do this. So that would have been our, uh, oops. So you can see what would have ended up happening is that you will see that this number, and then once we add all of these together, we'll have that $3,000 going toward our debt. So once this is paid off right here, you'll have a full $3,000 going to that. So if we did this divided by 3,000, 16 more months to pay that off. So you're looking at about 30 months uh, paying that, you know, saying that you have the same income 
Uh, it's going to take you about uh, just under three years to pay this these loan uh, these amounts off, these expenses off. So, with all that being said, you can see it's not a, it's not a quick process. It's not a um, it's not a process that's going to that's going to happen quick at all. Uh, it's going to be something that's going to take time. It's going to be something that's going to um, take a little bit of effort. But this is a good plan right here. This is a get out of debt plan. Coming up with something like this that shows how much you make, how much your expenses are, what you have left over to put towards all these debts, um, and then calculating. You can come up with how many months it's going to take you estimated to get out of debt. Um, on my, If you sent me a uh, – you can go to my uh, – financialmirror.org, the financialmirror.org, the bottom, there's a contact form. If you want me to put one of these together for you, uh, I do not mind. So send it to me. I can build out something that would show you about what uh, it can look like. But hopefully this made sense. Hopefully this all uh, came together, that you got something out of this that, that you can say, well, this is how long it's going to take me. So I just gave you that this right here, these, if your numbers are close to this, this is about how long it would take you if you had three thousand dollars left over. If you're, if your leftover is a thousand dollars, this changes this image a lot. I mean, you're talking, you know, four years if you're not just selling stuff off to try to get money to to go toward it. So, uh, take the time out, build this out for yourself. You've got to, you got to have something that's going to motivate you to keep going. You got to have something that's going to inspire you to say i can get out of debt i can keep going i can do it um and that's going to be that's going to be the what it's going to take to to move you forward in your financial life uh getting that financial freedom so i know i i walked through this i i talked through it uh, if it didn't make sense please go back and rewatch it I, i'll go over the math one more time it's uh, pretty much what i did I added up all, this is all the amounts. This is how much this person has in debt. So, um, I'll just give you a sum. This is how much this individual that I just created, this has $85,000 in debt. Uh, here's their monthly payments. This is, this is how much their monthly payment is. Not that. This person's monthly payment is $8.95 minimum payments. $8.95. Um, this person is is after it was all said and done. Uh, this is a lot of additions. That number doesn't make any sense, so don't want to confuse you. This is how much you had uh, in the personal loan. We went up to make it three thousand. So we paid minimum on these. Went up to three thousand until it was paid off. Then we moved the eighteen ten right here. So let's do this. There we go. So um, this right here is going to be um, right here is where it's going to be your biggest thing is going to be the 18, 1810. That's going to go into your leftovers. Um, that's going to, or it's coming from your leftovers and that's going to give you your amount that you can start putting and rolling into the next debt. So, uh, make sure that you go in, make sure that you set this whole thing up, make sure that you understand like how much, how much debt that you have so that you can create this debt snowball. 
Uh, it's very important that you understand it. It's very important that you have an idea of how much debt you have. If you don't know this number, you you should definitely go and uh, and try to to figure out what that um, what that number is, and then from there, go ahead and and start paying this stuff down. Start taking your leftover, adding it to your monthlies, and start eating away at your debt. Number one thing to remember, do not, do not, do not add to your debt. Take all this stuff. Let this be whatever this number is. Let this be the last piece of debt you have and stop adding to it. Um, that's all I've got. So I appreciate everyone that, that took time out to watch this. Uh, the uploading will be tomorrow at 1 p.m. to YouTube and to Facebook. So feel free to... Uh, go in and set up your good plan. Uh, rewatch it on YouTube, rewatch it on Facebook, whatever platform you would like. Uh, that makes it easier for you. Uh, but go make this plan. No, haven't. If if someone asks you how much longer till you're out of debt, like don't say, "Well, I've got to pay this off." That's not an answer. How long till you're out of debt is a, is a is a timeline. What is your timeline? What is the timeline that you have to get out of debt? Uh, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take you sitting down and making this good plan, this get out of debt plan. Um, so you've got to come up with this. You've got to create it. You've got to know what it is. It's going to motivate you in that budget to make sure that you're budgeting for this thing. Uh, so once again, I appreciate everyone that, that came out to watch today. Uh, if you're catching this later, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, next week, same same will go for uh, Monday. I'm sorry, excuse me, Sunday, Sunday at 1 p.m. next week. We'll go back uh, to every Sunday at 1 until I have another uh, reserve training, which would be on um, December, or excuse me, November 6, 7, 8. So uh, with that, I appreciate everyone. I really do. Um, see you all next week. Peace.